Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Well, hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm your host, Oliver Banks, and I am a transformation specialist working with retailers as a consultant and advisor to help drive transformation and change forward. Defining the best solutions, creating that ideal operating model, and overcoming all of the various challenges that we face on the path to delivery. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This one is episode 236, number 236. Now, just a few days ago, I was at the Retail Technology Show in London. It was a fantastic event with loads of interesting content, superb conversations with vendors, and of course, lots of networking with retail friends, old and new. If we had the chance to say hello there, then that's fantastic. I always love to meet listeners helps turn that relationship from a very one-sided conversation <laughs> into a slightly more two-sided conversation. So thank you if you saw me and said hello there. And equally, if you see me at future events, do come over and introduce yourself. Now, at the Retail Technology Show, I was delighted to hear from one of the headliners, Mary Portas. And Mary Portas has for a long time been a big voice in the world of retail. And she's tackled some big challenges around manufacturing and creating community centers. And right now, her focus is about building a better business and a better business environment. And in particular, in this fireside chat, she was reflecting on some of the mistakes from the past. In particular, the focus from several years ago of really driving retail sales increasing consumption, and ultimately how it has led us to today's sustainability challenges that create challenge both for companies as well as, of course, the whole planet. And it's fed into many more challenges along the way, whether it's about fast fashion waste, whether it's around ethical business practices. That mindset of more sales, lower prices has had a dramatic impact on retail across the whole world. The reflection from this session was, I'm being a bit flippant here, but uh, whoops, we didn't realise what we were doing. And ultimately, the recognition that the mistakes of yesterday have led and fed into the challenges that we experience today. And this left me thinking that therefore today's decisions are creating our future regrets. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. How can we understand these future regrets and hopefully take action before we get there? The show notes are at obandco.uk slash 236. And in particular, I'll encourage you to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. More about that later on. But check out the show notes, obandco.uk slash 236. Now, when we step back, we recognize that in all parts of life and at many different scales, this phenomenon is happening. 
the mistakes made one day form the challenges and the regrets of the future. Looking at some of those different scales, let's start with the big examples, the macro examples. Maybe it's about our reliance on plastic bags and how plastic packaging and our incessant need a few years ago to put more and more plastic packaging into the world has led to sustainability issues and all of the various plastic reduction and recycling initiatives that we are facing today. Or perhaps it's about, as Mary was suggesting, this increased consumption, this preference for new items and almost a single-use mindset, which made repairs difficult and expensive and ultimately has led to an excessively large waste stream and a decline of repair skills and options. Or maybe it's about social media, seeing perfect images of someone else's life or even filters that take out all of the blemishes. And suddenly we feel stressed. We feel comparisonitis. We are not as good as our peers, our friends, for whatever reason. And it leads to a loss of life fulfillment. It leads to a lack of confidence, depression even. And perhaps it could even lead to a breakdown of communication where we do not want to share anything because it's not as good as my friend or my cousin or whoever. And it's not just in the retail and consumer section either. When we overuse antibodies in the world of medicine, it leads to more resistant bacteria and less resistant natural defences in our bodies, and therefore much greater threat of illness and virus and bacterial infections. Whether it's about our incessant need for deforestation, either for plantations or wood or whatever, you know what happens. Or whether it's about overfishing or urban crowding. There are all sorts of big examples at a macro level where the mistakes of yesterday have led to the challenges that we experience today. But it's not just a big scale. If we look down at a micro scale, relatively speaking, micro at a sort of a company level, should we say, maybe you are facing legacy systems that can't be upgraded or integrated. Or perhaps there's been a history of stripping out operational budget and cost savings. And now you find that productivity is excessively challenged to the point that the job doesn't get done. Or maybe the business has been focused on delivering a KPI far too much, and in turn, people have found a way to skirt their way around or gamify the system and circumvent the desired behavior in favor of the measured result. And there are even personal examples too. Perhaps an individual may have been working too much and may reflect back on their life and recognize that they have not valued those family moments or events. Or perhaps you've been focusing on work too much and exposing yourself to so many different influences and factors that you're stressed and burnt out and face a whole host of mental health issues. Or maybe someone enjoys drinking and partying and loves those good times, right? Where does it lead? It leads to addiction and depression, and all sorts of health issues, physical and mental. And so when we consider all of these different examples, I'm sure you can come up with plenty more yourself as well, of course. I'd just like to reflect because actually I don't believe it's a bad decision that has caused this. 
It just happened to be the best decision for right here, right now, pursuing that short-term benefit. It's only in hindsight that it looks like a bad decision, right? And actually, when you peel the onion a little bit more, the root cause is really about a significant shift from the norm, a transformation, if you will. And actually, it's when we start to play with the extremes of behavior or results. And it's when that action, the extreme action, leads to those future consequences. Essentially, too much of a good thing will lead to future challenges, issues, and regret. And when we recognize all of this, it raises a really big question. What are the actions that we are taking today that are going to lead to massive downsides tomorrow? What are these future regrets going to be? And more importantly, arguably, what could or should we do differently right now to ensure that we don't fall foul of those future issues? And this is interesting because it raises a couple of different challenges. One, what are the downsides of today's actions? But two, if it's not a bad decision in the moment, how do we know what the right long-term decision is going to be? So just whilst you think about it, if you've not signed up to the Retail Transformation Briefing, then I heartily encourage you to sign up. It's absolutely free. And in just a few minutes every single week, you're going to get an email that gives you the key insight and intel about how the retail industry is changing. New initiatives, new ideas, new innovations, and a whole load of inspiration to help you successfully navigate the journey of change and transformation. Sign up at the show notes, which you'll find at obandco.uk slash 236. And for the inexpensive sum of free, you can be confident that you're keeping your finger firmly on the pulse of the ever-evolving world of retail. Sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing at obandco.uk slash 236. So to help you out with this challenge about avoiding these future regrets, here's a five-part framework to help explore the thinking and explore the transformation journey that you are on. Let's run through this relatively quickly and then explore some examples of how today's innovations and transformations could come back to bite us on the bottom. So firstly, it's about defining the goal or the transformation. What is the objective really clearly that you are pursuing? What is that transformation? What is the innovation? What is the change? You need to understand the context and the benefits and most importantly, the primary reasons behind the initiative. Is it about, for example, a cost saving or waste reduction, sales increase? What is it? And then equally, what else is included as part of that change or that overall program? Secondly, it's about researching and analyzing in more depth. So with a clear understanding of that goal or the transformation, we want to conduct more research on the subject, finding facts, data, insight, all from multiple sources. And we want to critique this information, understand what it means, understand equally what's at stake and really challenge the source of that intel. You know, what's in it for the provider of the information? You know, for example, I'm sure you could find lots of research that says fossil fuels are great, funded by 
fossil fuel companies, right? And also, whilst we're in this research and analyse phase, consider the extremes. I was mentioning a little earlier that it's about the extremes of what we're trying to achieve. Maximise the sales, maximise the cost opportunity, maximise productivity, or minimise waste, you know, all these different things. So consider the extremes and consider the change. What is starting or stopping? What's increasing or decreasing? What's maximising? What's minimising? Plus, capture the assumptions that you're making. The third stage is about critical thinking and really exploring the downsides. Now, once we've thought about the extremes and the goal of what we're trying to do, we want to engage in brainstorming sessions to explore the potential negative and unintended consequences or side effects. Now, this brainstorming would be excellent in a group environment, let's be honest, but it must be a safe space. This is not about protecting the idea of the transformation. It's not about thinking this is a bulletproof idea. It is infallible. It's about challenging and thinking what could happen, right? Now, of course, the danger here is that negativity could take over and you could totally destroy every single plan because there is a perfectly legitimate reason why it might blow up. And that really suggests that we need to be very careful with the positioning of this activity. So as you're engaging in this brainstorming, consider the macro or the micro, or even the personal impacts that could happen over the long term. Not so much the short term, but think 10 or 20 years down the line. You know, challenge those assumptions that we identified in the previous stage. Consider what alternative perspectives would lead to. And equally, consider what would the future look like if this innovation or this transformation did not exist. In the fourth stage of this framework, we want to be developing scenarios and, if possible, testing possible outcomes. Here, after brainstorming some downsides, we want to create scenarios that really feed into this, that depict a possible future from the proposed transformation. And depending on what it is, you may be able to research or test or simulate the likelihood of it happening. If not, consider how you can get more feedback from experts and stakeholders. And really, through this whole stage, with these different scenarios, you want to identify the most likely outcomes and any risks associated as well, all with a view of making a decision about how does this actually affect your transformation or the innovation or whatever it is that you're looking at? How does this change your approach? And then step five, of course, is around making that change and continuing to refine. So using all of the insight gathered, we'll want to make the shift, but continually evaluate potential consequences. This is a never-ending loop, right? The future continues to evolve and continues to adapt based on what happens today. And this presents an opportunity to create a culture of critical thinking and future-proofing too. And the aim here is to help us, of course, avoid an imbalanced, short-sighted decision. We want to avoid what seems sensible right now, but will be viewed in the future as a grave mistake. So I wanted to paint out some different examples to help inspire you as to what this could look like. So here are a few different innovations or transformations that you may be on right now. 
Firstly, it's a super hot topic right now, artificial intelligence. Many companies are looking at the opportunities of AI, but what happens if this is a future regret? Right now, we're looking at maximizing the thinking from an AI point of view, maximize the processing through the system, and really minimize human input, minimize human error, ultimately to drive a huge number of different KPIs, depending on whatever that AI is, whether it's around simplicity or productivity or forecast accuracy, whatever. Ultimately, we are really looking to maximize or improve significantly to one end of the spectrum, right? Going to the extreme, a particular measure. But this could mean that as we plow more and more data and thinking into artificial intelligence, it could mean we lose the human knowledge about how the operation works or the intricacies and relationships between different factors. It could mean we therefore lose the ability to train and coach others. So this, let's say we're talking about forecasting AI, this ability to forecast accurately becomes a dark art, a black box that no one really understands. And that could be a real challenge at the micro level. But even if you explode that up to a macro level, thinking whole world here, it could mean that we as human beings lose the ability to creatively think or critically think, and ultimately tens of thousands of years of mental evolution evaporate in a generation or two. So is AI a decision that we're making today that we're going to regret in the future? Perhaps. How about the drive to e-commerce, where we're looking to maximize trade through digital channels and look at fast and convenient fulfillment options? Could this mean that we lose viability of our physical channels? Could it mean that ultimately this ability to manage physical retail even evaporates as a skill set? Could it mean at a macro level that we lose community spaces, high streets, town centres, and we struggle to get them back because there just is no knowledge anymore in a few decades time of how to create and run a physical shop? We'll be looking back at the history books. How did Harry Selfridge do this? <laughs> How about robotics? Everyone loves a good bit of robotics, whether it's around warehouse automation, gap scanning, lots of different robot applications in the retail industry right now. But what if we are driving too much automation? Could it mean that we have no ability to act and respond if there was an issue? Could it mean that a cyber attack renders the entire operation completely dead. And there's a lack of people and a lack of knowledge and even a lack of willingness to work or perhaps a lack of equipment to run a manual operation. And at a macro level, could this even lead to a degradation of physical movement for the human race and all sorts of physiological issues that go behind that? What about the strive to cut costs? really looking to minimize the amount of costs in the budget, maximize the savings in light of perhaps a cost of living crisis, let's say. Well, could this lead to, for example, too much robotic automation or too much AI, which opens, as you've seen, other challenges? Could it mean a loss of teamwork and even corporate community? Could it mean it would lead to more mental health issues and lower job satisfaction? And ultimately, 
longer-term issues around employability for both the individual and the company, and of course the world. And I'm sure you can come up with loads of different scenarios. Of course, I'm just playing around here. Are these the right decisions or not? Frankly, only time will tell. So if you're listening to this in the year 2080, then greetings from yesteryear. (laughs) And we'll see if I'm right or wrong. But really what we're doing here is we're exploring the future. We're exploring what could happen and thinking about implications as well. And one of the really interesting challenges that presented itself to me as I was planning out this episode is around balancing and finding the right point of selfishness versus selflessness. Now, we want to reach an objective, let's say selling as much as possible, right? And therefore, we want to do as much as we can to achieve that goal, arguably driven by an element of greed, but that's a whole different point. But just like Mary Portis was saying at the Retail Technology Show, we are striving to achieve an objective, whatever that objective is. And as you look across the wider market and the trends, every company, everyone seems to be following this exact same path and ultimately extracting benefits. You know, let's take that AI example. Everyone else is looking at AI and doing amazing things with it. Why shouldn't you? Makes sense. Shouldn't you crack on, take the short-term benefit? And then if it blows up in our face later on, never mind, it's not my problem then. Or actually, should you look to the future, consider how this could impact the company, the individual or the whole wide world? And should you hold fire and pay the short-term penalty of, in this example, not going after AI? It's an interesting one. And if you're thinking about, let's say, the macro shifts for AI or any of the others, and plenty more as well, by the way, I'm not picking on AI for the record, will your one decision to say, we're not going to do AI because we think the world will explode in the future, will your one decision actually change anything? Probably not. And so therefore, what's the point? Why don't you extract those short-term benefits and be damned with the future, right? It's a really interesting balance. And I don't know the right answer between being selfish and going for those short-term benefits and being selfless and protecting the future, especially with those big macro changes. Ultimately, it comes down to leading by example, trying to raise awareness and collaborating as an industry to find a better way and protect against the different downsides that we foresee. And in the words of Henry Ford, the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. The only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. So what are we going to learn from the mistakes of the past? What are we going to learn about avoiding future regrets? I would love to know your thoughts on this topic. It's a big, expansive one, and certainly one that warrants lots more discussion going forward. Feel free to reach out, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. What are you doing to avoid those future regrets? Or would you like to talk about what your transformation could mean to the future as well? Do feel free to reach out. I'll put my email on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 236. And also go there to check out more episodes to listen to. Here are three suggested ones to check out next. Firstly, in episode 226, 
I was talking about knowing what's likely to happen and the importance of introducing likelihood into our transformation. In episode 187, I was talking about what if your transformation is wrong? And then finally, AI feels like it's had a bit of a bashing. So why not check out episode 224, where I was exploring 10 thoughts on AI in retail. So three extra episodes to listen to there. I'm going to put another couple on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 236. So do head over there now and sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. Stay up to date. Stay in the know. So subscribe for free. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it on LinkedIn with your thoughts about some of today's decisions that are leading to potential future regret. I can't wait to hear from you. Do feel free to tag me in. I appreciate you listening as always. And I'll look forward to joining you in another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Bye for now.